There you go. <laughs> Amen. It's been a privilege and a pleasure knowing Pastor Chuck, Marianne, and Brother Charles. It's, you know, we've known one another for a very, very long time, and it's good to have people of like precious faith that encourage one another, that sharpen one another, and it's, I'm so glad to see what God is doing here. I'm so proud of you. I'm just so glad to see that God has put his anointing in his hand upon you. And I think of what Jesus said. He said, do you love me? Do you love me? How many times did Jesus ask? John, he says, how many times? Three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? And he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And I can see the evidence of being, you know, a pastor that is feeding the flock. And what a high calling that is. And take, don't take that lightly because pray for your pastors because it's so, so very important that the life of the church is based on the, the feeding that they get. We wouldn't have lasted this long if we didn't have good teaching because Jesus is the teacher. He's the one that gives us the, what, the living bread and the living water. So very important. So Pastor Chuck, let's give Pastor Chuck and Pastor Marianne and Charles a big, big hand. Come on, give them a big hand. Thank God for them, for the work that they are doing. Praise God. Amen. Well, I am Pastor Gary, and, uh, you know, let me just say one thing. Yesterday, I was in San Antonio, Texas, and the rain was coming down real hard. I said, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> but let me tell you, some of you might have been in a bad, bad situation where the weather or the situations that you were facing might have been really bad. But, it wasn't, but when I got on that plane, it wasn't but like 30 minutes, and it was clear blue sky. And that's a, a word to somebody that your troubles can change in a matter of seconds, a matter of minutes. It's like, wait, what happened to all the rain? It's gone. Don't look back. <laughs> don't look back. Go forward, you know? And so it's so very important to don't, don't panic at your situation. Don't let the devil paint a picture that, oh, it's grim and it's dark and it's bleak and it's bad and it's not going to change. But I'm here to tell you today, change has already come. Why? Because you're in the house of God. Now, who is that one you prayed for, Pastor Chuck, who her, her, her back was stiff? You know, I'm glad that, that you come to a church where the power of God is released. Amen? You go to a lot of churches, they, they ain't releasing no power. But when you pray and you declare the word of the Lord, hey, something's going to happen. Because why? We're calling on the Most High to come down and to touch us in our situation so the circumstances will change. Glory to God. Amen? God is amazing. God is a good God. Let me tell you, sometimes we work too hard. We work harder than we ought to work, you know? You know, I had a situation. I had to go to Texas, and my wife said, you need to do this, 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 and this. I said, why don't you just come and do it and show me how? <laughs> you know, wives, wives, give, give the wives a high five. <laughs> they can tell you all that stuff. I said, well, since you know how to do it, why don't you come and help me fix some problems? I have some tenants I have to deal with. You say, do, handle them like this. I said, you know what? I'm going to just fast and pray. And sure enough, when I stepped off the plane, things happened. That person paid. That person did right. That person, and my trip was a success. See, sometimes we just sweating and, 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 and ferocious about situations. 
No, just get before God. How many of y'all do that? Just raise your hand by faith if you don't do it, but you're going to do it, amen? <laughs> you know, I'm here to give you some answers. I'm here to give you some, you know, I live what I, I preach. I live what we do, right? We, we, because the evidence is manifested in our lives, in the flavor of our lives. People should be able to look at your life and say, oh, what you have, I want some of it. You know, we used to, we was going through the store one day, and um, this guy say, oh, what you drinking? You know, I, I, he was thinking I was drinking some hard liquor. I said, no, I wanted some lemonade, some Kool-Aid, some Gatorade. He said, oh, man, you get away from me. <laughs> I got the living water. How many of y'all got the living water? Amen. Glory. Hey, it's good to have the, the living water. Amen. And when you got the living water, you don't need that other stuff. No, say no more. I don't need it no more at all. Amen? Because when Jesus fills you, he says in John 7, 38, he says, out of your belly. Say it with me. Say, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, shout amen if you got the living water. Glory. Hey. I thank God for that living water because it's springing up like a well unto what? Everlasting life. Now, let me just tell you something. Why you come to church is so very important. See, you listen to a lot of the bad news out there, but when you get in church, you got good news. Amen. Come on, shout amen. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord. Pastor Chuck, this is one of my favorite scriptures, Luke 4, 18. Taking notes, people, take that down and, and make it your own. But when you say a scripture, you can own that scripture. You can make that a part of your life. Luke 4.18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. When God called me out of darkness and brought me into the marvelous light to turn people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and an inheritance amongst those that are sanctified by faith, there was something in me that was reaching out, saying, everybody has to have this. God is so good, he done opened my eyes, he done saved me from death and hell and given me life and that more abundantly. I got to tell somebody else. That should be the heartbeat of every believer. That should be the love, that John 3.16 manifestation of love in our lives that is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And that love shouldn't just be kept by ourselves. You give it away. The more you give it, the more you receive it. Love comes back. You know, I go some amazing places. God opened some amazing doors for me to go because of what I do. I evangelize everywhere I go. I'm trying to either give out tracts or share the gospel with somebody, you know. And giving out tracts is easy because I, you can't preach to everybody all the time. But one time I gave this guy a tract. He said, hey, guy, you gave me a tract already. I said, when did I give it to you? Oh, about a year ago. I said, really? And I looked at him. I said, did you read it? So he opens up his wallet, pulls it out. Here it is. I say, well, God, to God be the glory. So, you know, your labor is not in vain. How many of y'all work in the work of the Lord while it's called today? Let me see your hands. 
One, two, raise your hands just by faith. Come on, just raise your hand. Because, you know, we, we do things for God. Even if you just tell somebody, God loves you. God cares for you. Call my cell phone, and, and I, a lot of times I won't answer it. You know why? Because it says, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus is coming again. Receive him that you may have eternal life. I'll do that just so they'll get that message. They may never, ever get it. And there are people like, oh, I'd have never said that to that person. But if they got your phone number and you leave a message, you said, hey, what's the scripture says? I'm not a what? Ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God on the salvation to everyone that what? Believes. Glory to God. Well, that's just an intro. I, I come here with a simple message, but a profound message. Can I get a witness? Can I get another witness? Can I get a third witness? Can I get a witness in the back? Shout hallelujah. <laughs> you know, sometimes, let me just say this. Sometimes we wait for a breakthrough to come. And I ain't no breakthrough. I don't see no breakthrough coming. So guess what? I'll break out in a happy dance, a holy dance. Pastor Chuck, come on. Remember we used to dance? <laughs> we used to do -si do in the church and do the Holy Ghost square dance and all of that. You need to dance, glory to God. You need to shout, glory to God. You need to, hey, the Bible says, you know, you know let me tell you, there's a scriptures in Numbers, Numbers 23, verse 19. It says, what, what does it say? Anybody know what it says? Hey, give that man a prize. Give him, give him the prize. God is not a man that what? He should lie. Neither the what? Son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it? And shall he not make it? Somebody shout good. Shout good. Shout really shout good. See, when you shouting good, you know, I was wondering why, why all this goodness is coming to me. Because in church we say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Well, shout amen. All right, now look. How you say it in Spanish? Todo. Está bien. ¿Por qué? Dios es todo poderoso. Te ama. My friend from Colombia said, no, you can't just say good. You got to say it all powerful. Now, in Chinese, you say it. Iche, do, hen how. Ingwei, shong di shahara. Can I get a witness? You didn't know what I said, but I already gave you the interpretation. I already gave you interpretation. And in Russian, you just say Slava Bugo. Really? Try it. You know any Russian? Just say Slava Bugo. Try it. Anybody brave? But, but listen, I was, on, I was coming back from the airport last night, and there were some guys from China on the, on, a, on the bus that I was commuting back. And so I was able to share the gospel with them in their own language. Now, how many of y'all challenge yourself to do new things? I do. And so I was able to say to them, Isu jidu kwai laila. Nichu be halima. Don't ask me how long it took me to learn that. I wasn't like in the book of Acts when they all heard them speak in their own language. It took me a while to learn that. But I was endeavoring to do that. And you know what I just said? Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Powerful, powerful. If you see a black man 
6-4, telling you to a, a person from China, Whoa! I don't think they're going to forget that. I, don't, I know they're not. They're going to they're say, hey, he's like the, the prophet Ezekiel. Glory to God in the modern time. Hey! But I don't leave it there. I just tell them, That means Jesus Christ loves you, and he will help you. See, we always leave him with something good, that Jesus is calling you. And so, you know, everywhere I go, I got something for everybody. So you'll be amazed at the people you can touch by just learning just a little bit of their language. Just a little bit. Mahal ka nung Dios. I mean, what does that mean? Mahal ka nung Dios. God loves you. Simple, right? Easy. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to win the loss at what? Any cost. We're here to empty hell and what? Somebody shout, fill up heaven. Glory to God. Hey. Hey, you know what? So you got to be serious about your calling. And I believe today that God has callings and blessings on people. Thank God for your song. Keep doing what you do. Keep using your gifts. How many of you recognize your gifts that God has given you? How many are you using your gifts? The more you use your gift, the better you get. The more God pours. He's pouring. He's pouring. He's pouring. And don't be shy. There's no reward for being shy. Oh, you got a shy award. Take that back. Throw it away. Hey, the Bible says this. The Bible says this. The righteous, say it with me. Say, the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flees when no man pursueth. That's in the book of Proverbs. Right, Pastor Chuck? All right. You know why the wicked flees when no man pursueth? Because evil pursues sinners. Let me say it again. Evil pursues sinners. I was wondering why I used to have so much hard time when I was unregenerated, because I was a sinner. I would, I would get bumps and bruises, and it's like in the book of Proverbs, it says, I was drinking that wine, I think it was Boone's Farm, and I would bump my head, and when I'd get up again, I'd go looking for more. Duh. You know, you're your own worst enemy. But see, when Christ comes in, that's why I say when he gives you that living water, he gives you water that springs up to everlasting life. So you don't need that anymore. You don't need to get loaded anymore. I had a friend. That was one of the worst, worst things. He was in church and he was getting loaded. In church and getting loaded. See, and, and, and let me just tell you, this is a serious message. And he went, he, he had to go to, a, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a hospital because he, he got possessed. You can't straddle the middle line. One thing, you should have friends that will look you straight in the eye. Straight in the eye. If you have friends that will look you eye to eye. What do they say in Spanish? Cara y cara. Face to face, right? And they'll tell you the truth. And when you have someone that will tell you the truth, 
that's a good person to be with. Say, man, you're not doing right. Be honest. Am I doing right? No, you ain't doing right. But when you tell them they're not doing right, it's up to them to get right. But as first and foremost, we have to be right. Can I get a witness? If, if, if we can't be, if we're not right, how can we tell somebody else is right? It's like the, the what, the, the beam and the moat in my eye. Like, wait, you can't tell me that and you're doing this, right? So here's what we need to pray. Lord, please perfect that which concerns me. Psalms 138 and 8, amen? Let God work a work in you. The Bible says in John 15, 3, for those that are having trouble with their hearts and their minds and dealing with things, well, don't, don't make no excuse. Get the word on it. How many of y'all been to the doctor and he gave you a prescription? I went to the doctor one time and said, did you take what I gave you? I said, no, I didn't need it. I, I got better the next day. So I, he said, look, take it all. Take it all. Why? Because you want to drive out all of it so it does not return. John 15, 3 says this. If you're dealing with something, just say, Lord, according to your word, John 15, 3 says, now, say right now, now are you clean by the words I've spoken unto you? Hey, speak to yourself. Speak the word to yourself. Speak to your word. The Bible says speak to yourself in Psalms and hymns, and songs, and spiritual songs, singing and making what? Melody unto the Lord. Amen? How many of y'all sing to the Lord? How many of y'all worship the Lord? Yesterday, Don, I was over at Hackberry. When I got the house, I was singing on the whole neighborhood. Hey, the Lord my God is mighty. Glory to God. People across the street was hearing me. Why? Because I was rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Glory to God. I think sometimes we ought to just break out in a dance. You might be, I work downtown. Sometimes I feel like, break it out in the dance. Glory to God. Why? Because I could see what's coming. Hey, I could see what's coming. Goodness is coming. Mercy is coming. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I make a declaration every day. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I grew up in a Catholic church. Any Catholic folks out there? Say hallelujah, Catholic folks. There you go. And so we, we learned to what? When we go, go to confession? You know, when I got saved, ask me what I did when I got saved. I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. I went to confession, and I brought my wife. Now, my wife, anybody from an AME church? What's AME church? Anybody know? Get it, brother. You got the prize. African Methodist Episcopal Church. So she's from the African Methodist Episcopal Church, and I'm from the Catholic Church. I said, come on with me. We go in the Catholic Church. And so I asked the priest, I say, hey, I got saved. What did I do? And you know, I was in confession. It was around Christmas time. And Christmas time, how many, how many, everybody go to confession for Christmas. Go the next day, they want to receive communion. I was in the confession booth for about 30 minutes. Now, you never in 30 minutes something. My, wife, my mom was there in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the pews waiting for me. She looked at Don and said, what did he do? He must have killed about 100 people. And so she, I was in there. And you know the line that's long all along the wall and around the corner. And said, what? We only got one priest could do a confession, and this guy is holding up a 
everything. I want to know what he did. Well, I was doing more witnessing to the priest than he was doing to me. And the priest, all I remember the priest said, do 10 Hail Marys, our fathers. I said, okay, but, but he said, just don't become a fanatic. That's what he told me. Well, glory to God, I'm a fanatic for Jesus. I did just the opposite. Some people, you got to look at the counsel you get. Some of that counsel ain't good. Because, see, hey, the more you do for Jesus, look at your neighbor and say, the more you do for Jesus, the more you're going to see Jesus. Shout hallelujah. See, I've been, how long I've been saved? You know, when I was in a fraternity, they called you a neophyte. That's a new, new guy, okay? And so what happened was I've been saved over 40 years, glory to God. Pastor Chuck, I've been saved how long? About, about 40 decades, four decades. Come on, give me a big hand. Let me think about it. <laughs> to God be the glory. And I, I ain't losing no fire yet, Pastor. I'm getting more fired up. Amen. Why? Just like back to Pastor Chuck. Hey, he's still praying. Y'all still doing the work of the Lord. Glory to God. We're going to take the world by storm. Amen. How many of y'all committed to do a great work for God? Just tell somebody every day, every day, every day. Now, here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. The Bible says, you'll hear, what does it say? The Bible says that you, you want to hear what words on that final day. Say, well done. Well done, thy what? Good and faithful servant. Shout amen. How many are already there? How many of y'all already know? Hey, I'm going all the way. As for me and my house, we will what? Serve the Lord. We're going all the way. Say, I'm going all the way. I'm not tired. I'm not weary. I'm not vexed. I'm blessed. Say it again. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hey, you're blessed. Why? Because you know what's ahead. See, how many of y'all read the end of the book? See, the, if the world just knew how to read the end of the book. See, wait, hey, I don't know how people don't believe. Look, just take, take your friends and to the, your, your co-workers, just take them to the end of the book. Say, look, this is what happens in the end. Revelation says, whoever's name was not written in the Lamb's Book of Life was what? Cast into the lake of fire. Hey, you got to be honest, church. You can't sugarcoat this thing. Yeah, you know, we, we know God loves us, but see, God giving you an opportunity to make the best, best, best decision of your whole eternity. This is why you were born. This is why you were created. This is the reason why. That what? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. See, the thing about it, about well done, thou good and faithful, every day should be a well done day. Don't wait till the final day. I assess my day. Well, how did I do? I quantify my day. What did I do good today, Lord? Did I do anything to share your love? Did I do anything to demonstrate that is Christ in me, the hope of what? Glory. See, that glory should be so much. It's pouring out to others. It's pouring out to others. It's pouring out to others. But see, God will give you wisdom and insight and understanding. See, God gave me, I, I don't know how I started learning different languages, but what I did, it gave me insight to touch somebody. It's little old ladies on the bus that, that, that don't, nobody want to talk to because they don't speak English. 
I'm surprised at how many people that are, because I commute, I work downtown every day, and I'm commuting, and, I, and there are people I can touch, and people whose books I read, people who tell me information about their lives, some incredible stories, but I learn to engage them, but I also learn to plant the seed of Jesus. So when I can tell somebody, I, my wife and I were out in Calabasas, we're, you know, I do, a, I do a interviews, and I do sports, and I do entertainment, and I was at an event for where all these athletes were there and all these people that Cedric the Entertainer, it was his event. So I was there and they had all these athletes there. And there was one person from Russia. And I said, oh, you're from Russia? I say, Privet, Kekdila, Horashow, Slava Bugu, Isu Jidu. I don't have Chinese, I'm sorry. Slava Bugu. I'm getting mixes like, but anyways, I was able to plant a seed. I said, "What did I just tell you?" She told me. She said, "You just told me that Jesus loves me." Do you understand the importance? See, you got to take, you got to prioritize. See, how many of y'all need God to do something for you? How many of y'all just every day, Lord, help, help, SOS, SOS, bad children, bad job, bad family, bad neighbor, help, SOS, SOS. You know what SOS means? Save our soul. Give us a high five. High five. Wow. High five. <laughs> a real high five. So when you're asking God to do things for you, guess what? He's depending on you to be his hands, to be his feet, to be his voice, to be his eyes. The scripture says God will guide you with his eyes. Pastor Chuck, if I'm looking at you and you look left, you look right, look down, you look up, and you say, time's up, then I, I understand. I'm looking at your eyes. <laughs> I'm looking at your eyes. See, you cannot follow God if you're not looking at him. You say, Pastor, how do I see God's eyes? I'm glad you asked right here. Genesis to Revelation, that's all his eyes. Glory to God. Amen. The Bible says, he who dwells in the what? Secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of y'all know where the secret place is? I just told you. It's in Genesis to Revelation. It's in the book. That's the secret place. See, the enemy can't, can't mess with you when you, you know, if you come up on somebody and they pull out a sword, you think twice about attacking them. I'm going to give you an answer today. The attacks you're facing, the Bible says the enemy you're facing today, you'll face no more forever. That's what he told the Egyptians. You got to make a declaration to your problems, to your pains, to your situation, to your circumstance. And you get on your knees and pray because, see, your challenge is just like they're dealing with in the Carolinas. Pray for them that the storms and all of this stuff. That you have to overcome it by prayer. You might have an intense situation. We have been through the fire, but we have not what? Been burned. We have been through the floods, but we have not drowned. My wife is a living testimony. She had, they wanted to give her a double mastectomy over 15 years ago. But by the grace of God, she's as healthy as ever. God, don't, you can't tell me that God ain't real. I have evidence. Can anybody got evidence that God heals, God saves, God delivers, God sets free, God gives victory? Can I get a witness? Amen? 
God is here to work a work in your life that you have never seen before. As the night gets darker, God gets brighter, and he's going to shine through you. It's going to shine through me. But you got to say, here I am, my Lord. Use me. Here I am. But God is going to take you to places that you're going you're gonna to say, how did I get here? I wonder how I get in the places. I've been in places where the president has been. I have been in places where all every, every star basketball player you know, I have met them. So it's because of the grace of Almighty God. God has put in the no. I didn't know I was going to be doing this thing, but God knew. I just stepped into it and said, "Here, my Lord, send me. Here, my Lord, use me. Here, my Lord, see God will use you." God, I, you know, I was in the airplane last yesterday, and I was telling you, as we got on the plane and it was storming and hailing, but it didn't take any time before I was in clear blue sunshine fresh air the clouds were snow white like a dove you know and it was amazing to see it and I was looking at the ground below once I got over the clouds and it saw the the beauty of the earth and how God created everything and God told me he says son while you're looking at that the thing that created that is my word Selah stop pause and think about it When God created everything, he spoke the word. He said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Genesis account of creation is in Genesis 1, 2. And then you'll find out that God created everything. He said, let there be light. Let there be stars. Let there be the earth. Let there be cattle. Let there be man. He created, and he said everything that he created was what? Good and very good. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been created by the word of Almighty God. You have been made in the image and likeness of God. When we walk in the word of God and hide the word of God in our heart, we're going to get the results that the word intends for us to get. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, glory to God, it says that the word will not return void. When you speak the word, the word is going to produce life. A lot of times, an answer for your situation is you may be speaking death into your life. You may be speaking problems onto your problems. I told my wife, I said, hey, if we complain enough and we say the wrong thing enough, we have a good chance of becoming a prophet, a negative prophet. If you want to be a positive prophet, take the word of God and speak life onto your life. We had some situations recently, family members, and we just prayed. I prayed every prayer I could pray. I said, this thing going to happen the way it's looking like. We prayed so hard, and the next thing we know, the broke problem was fixed. The broke problem was fixed. Why? Because we're not playing. We're here. We're not taking no prisoners. We're here to take over. It's like it says in the book of Joshua. He says, are you for us or against us? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. I'm here to take over. Glory to God. Church, you got to take over. Your problems can't put you on the run. You know, when I was a kid, there were three guys. I would think I was about maybe in the eighth grade. There was Bobo and the two little twins. And they thought they were going to beat me up. They were going to ambush me. And Bobo was big. He was bigger than me. And the two little twins were about half my size. And so they they three against one. So guess what? I slammed Bobo, and I kicked the little twins, and I took off running. They had me cornered. 
But let me tell you, you never, never, never mess with a man that is afraid because you bring out the worst in him or the best in him, and I, I survived. They never mess with me again. I'm here to tell you the devil think he can bully you and rule you and mess with you and mess with your children, mess with your money, mess with your honey, and mess with everything in between. But you got to rise up and stand up and take the word of God and say, hey, the Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all feel like the greater one is in you? How many feel like that you are more than a conqueror? Glory to God. How many of y'all feel like that ain't no weapon, ain't a single weapon formed against you? shall prosper. See, we're here to take over, glory to God. We're here. We, we, we used to be wimps, but now we're warriors. Can I get a witness? Hey, glory to God, because see, you know what? I have seen God time and time and time and time again work miracles. We are the ones that God has appointed and anointed to work the work of the Lord while it is called today. And I believe I'm supposed to say to you that, that there's greatness coming out of you. It's like we're giving birth to great things. We're giving birth to new songs and books and, and, and things. You know, I was flying in the airplane, and I looked, and I said, wow, it's, who was the genius who came up with the airplane? It was amazing. Who, who, who was the genius? The wrong brothers? <laughs> okay, I'll just check it. <laughs> See if y'all paid attention to that, that session in class. It was amazing, but the plane was so amazing. That plane was so smooth, and it was like we're walking on the, the wind. You know, we're riding, and it's amazing, but God is going to release great things in the people that is ready that says, Lord, here am I. Use me. Use me to do something great, to give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. God is going to turn over the wealth of the wicked to the righteous. Isn't that what the Bible says? You better get ready, glory to God. Things coming from every direction. Pastor Chuck, I can't believe it. I'm so glad that I worked so hard in church I, that we, we used to go pray in this hospital. We used to go, we've probably been to every hospital in this valley praying. We even in Long Beach, we went to pray for Celeste Cousin in prison. He was a, he was, he was a prisoner in the hospital. He was chained to the bed. But we went and prayed, amen? We prayed everywhere, glory to God. We went and we were doing ministry. Pastor Chuck, remember we was chasing that brother down the street that stole something from the church and we was after. <laughs> Pastor Chuck, I won't go into detail, but anyway, it's kind of hilarious. Now that we look back. But all the labor, and I want to just encourage you. Lift up the arms of your pastor. Do whatever you can. Pastor, I, I ain't been working in the church, but whatever I can do, can I do something? Because the rewards are so great. I'm reaping benefits now that I would have never believed that, that, that the, the, the hard work. My wife and I, we have five sons, and I don't know how we raised five sons. Only I was working. I just had a regular job. I'm working hard, and, and, you know, shoes cost money, and pants cost money, and my sons are all like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and, you know, it wasn't cheap, but, but some way, somehow, we was going to church, and we were living out in Mission Viejo and going all the way to Pasadena. I don't know how we did it, and I had just a menial job, but some way, somehow, God did the impossible. Hey! 
And, and you know, and our, our sons are all great men of God. Glory to God. And and so we're we're seeing the results of working for God. And we were in church not one time a week, not two times a week, but sometimes three and four times a week. And I don't know how we did it. But let me just tell you this: whatever you're doing for God, you're tithing, you're giving, you're working in church. It's coming back. Just say it's coming back. It's coming back. Glory to God. It's coming back on every wave. And guess what? God told me years ago, he says, son, go buy houses. I said, father, I ain't got no money. He said, I didn't ask you if you had money. I just said, go. So I went. And guess what? Now, the Bible says that he'd give you houses and lands, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. Guess what? I got so many houses, I don't know what to do with it. I'm boasting on God. Why? Because, and not only that, when God gives you something, the Bible says he gives you a blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Somebody say, no sorrow. <laughs> See, when sometimes you go to situation and you say, oh, I got a, I got a car. A car, you remember my wife told me, listen to your wife for those that are married. I said, honey, I need, we need another car. I know there's this Pinto over there for 500 My wife said, don't buy no broke Pinto. <laughs> she said, I said, but honey, look, that's all the money I got. I, I, we need the Pinto. She said, leave that broke green Pinto where it is. Some of y'all too young to even know what a Pinto either. You don't even know what a Pinto is. The young people, tell the young people, Google what a Pinto is. So, so anyway, but, but, but sometimes, just, just say, wait, look at your neighbor and say, wait upon the Lord. Amen? Wait, wait, wait. Sometimes y'all so anxious to get ready. Okay, so now, listen. Pinto, that ain't the message title, by the way. <laughs> it could be, but it ain't. <laughs> What's the message title? The message title is Ezekiel 36, 9. My wife, how many of y'all, what's your favorite scripture in Ezekiel? You got one? You don't have one? Let this be your favorite scripture. Ezekiel 36, 9 simply says that I am for you. Let me say it to somebody else. I am for you. You. Now look, when you know God is for you, you're getting ready to do great things. You're getting ready to take off. The enemy will try to hold you down, hold you down, hold you down. But God is getting ready to open doors. God, I, I'm here to tell you. I, 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 if, see, I, I couldn't tell you this if I'm not living in it. God has opened so many doors for me. I'm like, Whoa! But guess what? I'm, I, I, if I, I'm like the guy who was uh, on the mat who says, hey, you know what? There's no room in the end. Let's tear the roof off. Y'all got to have that roof raising, tearing off faith to say, you know what? I'll come to get what I come to get because Jesus died for me. And the Bible says in Romans 8.31, if God be for you, who? Wait, wait, wait. My wife says it like that. Wait, not if. Sense he's for you. Can I get a witness? You know he's for you. Glory to God. You'd have been in. A, you'd have been consumed a long time ago. But we know he's for us. He who what? Listen to this verse. He who spared not 
his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Church, you've been called to be priests. Church, you've been called to be kings. Church, live in your destiny. Find out who you are. Pastor Chuck, you're going to do a message on identity crisis and things. Uh, finding out people who, who live underneath the covenant. Glory to God. Raise up that standard. Raise it up. God didn't die for us to live like, a, you know, like we were bro broke, busted, and what? Disgusted. Well, you might be broke. You might be busted. But don't be disgusted because that's going to change. Amen? Can I get a witness? It's going to change. You know, he said he became poor that we might be made, say, rich. All right? Now, the rich is a totality. It's like an HMO. How many of y'all got an HMO? What's HMO? You know what an HMO is. Right? You got insurance. It don't just take care of your hair. It take care of your toenails. I hope. I'm sorry. But anyways, it takes care of you totally. From head to toe. And that's what we that's the kind of God we serve. God is that kind of God who will do the impossible. How many of y'all seen God do the impossible lately? As they say in Chinese, with God all things are what? Possible. That's the way you gotta live. God, all things are possible. I'm facing the mountain, I'm facing the situation, but God, but God. Is for me. That's all you need to know. God is for me. Introduce your trouble to God. Say, God, here's my trouble. Trouble, you got to flee. God, the Bible says God will trouble your trouble. Can I get a witness? God is, let, let, as I close this, I want to say this to you. Jesus is Savior. Amen? Is he your Savior? Well, make this declaration with me. Can we stand and make this declaration? You overcome, the Bible says you overcome by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. See, you got to make your testimonies bigger, better, greater, grander, more majestic. You got to glorify God because your situation is no match for God. Just declare this with me. Say, Jesus, 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 the lover of my soul, my savior, my healer, my deliverer, my high tower, my refuge, my fortress, my God, who's more than enough for me. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. I'm blessed because God has put his blessing upon me. He's my savior that saves, my healer that heals, my redeemer that redeems, my lover that loves, my king that reigns, my Lord that rules. I have the victory because, Lord, according to your word, you are for me. I thank you, Lord. I'm free from fear. I'm free from unforgiveness. I'm free from hate and malice. I have the victory because your love is in me. Your love is upon me. Your love 
is with me, and I am love. Well, shout hallelujah, glory to God. <laughs>